Hello members of the Poland community and Wazoo students. My name is Sheila Johnson and you're listening to the Evergreen Editorial. Hi, today with me I have Michaela Finnerty, the social media editor and an opinion columnist. We are <laughs> going to be talking about her article, Protect Our Right to Abortion, The Time to Fight for Roe v. Wade is Now. Michaela, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, my name is Michaela. Um, I am the social media editor. I also write uh, for sections like culture, opinion, and sometimes roots. Um, yeah, I'm a multimedia journalism major, and that's about it. Okay, perfect. Um, so my first question is, what causes you to write this article? Yes, yeah, so this article has been in the works since last semester, fall semester, um, when the Texas abortion law first came into place and like we were they were talking about it and then it it got initiated in September of 2021 um that kind of just sparked my interest in writing about reproductive rights and abortion uh health care and I just sat down I wrote and you know it didn't get posted last semester but it gave me time to do more research and talk to more people this semester and get more of that information that it needed okay Um, What is the Texas abortion law? I know it's SB8, but what does that mean? Basically, it says that in Texas, it's illegal to get an abortion, and um, the person that gets it and the person giving the abortion can get in trouble. And um, this law is different um, from other laws because civilians can sue other civilians. And so it puts the hands into the people rather than the state, which has allowed it to avoid... um, arguments of constitutionality, which is why it hasn't, um, why it's been here for so long after so many arguments. And um, yeah. Um, Why do you think that they chose to put this law into action? I um, genuinely think that there, obviously we know that there's extreme sides to both um, sides of the political spectrum, but um, I think this is kind of more of a religious aspect. and why they put in this law. Uh, There's no real like concrete evidence or information why um, they should ban abortions. It's mostly um, personal beliefs that is why and that's um, something that they try to integrate in very conservative states like Texas and um, Florida and that kind of those kind of places. Um, So that is the only reason I can think that they would put in a a law like this is a very restrictive law um, because they're personal beliefs. Do you think that's a breach of church and state to do that? Um, Yeah, that's a good question. I, yeah, I do think it is kind of a breach of church and state. This argument against pro-abortion and pro-choice, or sorry, (laughs) anti-abortion and uh, pro-choice has been going on for so long that like we haven't really thought about um, the religious aspect of both sides. Um, so yeah, yeah, it definitely could be a breach of state. Um, who did you interview for this article? Yeah, so I did a couple man on the street articles um, when we had um, kind of a demonstration for anti-abortion um, in front of the Cub. There were some people out there with signs protesting that for the pro-abortion side. And so I talked to um, two people from there. But yeah, so just man on the street um, interviews and um, I also talked to somebody who was at another demonstration back in um, fall semester, as well as talking to Planned Parenthood of 
um, Greater North, Greater North, I think it's like Greater Washington and North Idaho. It's a very long name, but um, yeah, I had to talk to Planned Parenthood. Um, they were very um, adamant about talking about, you know, um, reproductive rights and just abortion rights in general with all that's going on with Roe v. Wade right now. So yeah, passions and like just interests are very high with this topic right now. So it was very easy to kind of find people willing to talk to me. So the other thing about this law is that um, it takes, you have to do it within six weeks, mm-hmm. right? Um, and to me, that does seem very early because like your article said, that's four weeks for a missed period and then two weeks to make a huge decision. Yeah. Um, but I also see the other side of <clears throat> how developed a baby is. Do you have an opinion on where that line should be that you should be? What, what timeline is it that you think the abortion law should? I think it should definitely give more time to um, the women to make that choice because uh, there's a lot of factors that you have to think about if you're willing to provide for or can provide for a child, which is financial stuff. Um, that six-week um, period, well, basically two weeks is... Um, not long enough for um, a woman to figure out, you know, the rest of her life with this child. Can she provide for this child? Um, So if there were going to be um, restrictions on abortion, I think that they should give more time to those um, people. And I do realize that the child is developing within them. Um, I would have to see more of the medical aspects of that to see like what a fetus looks like throughout the stages. I know that's probably part of why they made the decision to do that. They determined life um, at a certain point of the week in the stage. Um, But I just think that the two weeks is just too short of a time. So yeah, I think, yeah. Um, Do you know what the law is in Washington for how many weeks it is? Yeah, so um, looking at some information that I have here, for medication, the abortion pill is an option for most people up to to 70 days of pregnancy, counted from the first day of your last period, and then for aspiration, which is what most of the conversation about is the medical and surgical procedure, is um, up to 14 to 16 weeks after your last period, which is definitely a big increase from Texas's essentially two weeks. yeah, that's seven times more time. Yeah. Then, um, so you talk about victim blaming, and Texas has this culture of victim blaming. Can you explain what that is? Yeah. So when Abbott was giving his um, explanation for um, part of the Texas abortion law is that there's no exceptions for rape or incest. Something I forgot to mention earlier, but when he was describing or explaining his decision on that. He um, was describing how he was going to take care of those rapists and sexual offenders. And uh, the ba- the thing he basically said was just, we're gonna lock them up and put them in prison. Um, but uh, in my article, I say that there's two things that is flawed with that, is that um, right now we're in a society who is m- more like blaming the victim, um, which is kind of what Abbott did. He did not, describe any other ways that the victim can get receive help. There's no, he didn't provide any other ways for the victim to receive help, <laughs> as I just said. But um, it just kind of focuses more on the perpetrator than the victim. Um, and there was 
nothing offered to the victim, which is very upsetting. And that is part of that victim blaming culture. Um, yeah. Speaking of becoming a victim, how long are, how, so he said, we're going to just catch all the rapists, right? Mm -hmm. How long does a rapist go to prison in Texas? Yeah, so um, it was about up to two to 20 years is what the penalty was. And there was there could also be, a, I think it was up to a $1,000 fine um, for that. But yeah, the minimum of two years is definitely not long enough, in my opinion. Um, but like, like I said in the article, they just get kind of slap on the wrist for that and go back out into society. And it's, it's definitely not enough, um, doing enough for that and not doing enough for the victim. Um, especially if you're just putting the perpetrator away, how are you helping that victim, you know, and especially um, pregnancy due to rape, how are you helping them take care of that child mm -hmm. if they could not do it? Like that was not their fault that they got sexually assaulted. So what it, what is the state's doing for those people? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of, I, I kind of want to say like a slap in the face for, you know, victims of sexual assault because when they're at their lowest, they still, um, in the, and they get pregnant from, you know, the sexual assault. It's just like, what is the state doing for me? And I might be unaware of like other states of what they do for victims, but um, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think Texas, um, in his description, um, he talked about what they were gonna do, so. Mm -hmm. um, and the last thing I wanna mention is that you talked about what Wazoo students can do. This is a huge issue. This is a huge controversy that spans the whole of the United States. I'm sure the whole world, this is yeah. something that people wrestle with um, in their communities or um, within themselves. Um, can you talk about Generation Action? How can Wazoo students get involved in this? Yeah, I would love to. Um, after this article, I actually went to the Women's Center, which is where the Generation Action is kind of located through. And I talked to um, some people there and they are a actively currently and just looking for passionate students who want to advocate for this issue. And the cool thing about Generation Action is that Anyone can join. You can have like five to like even 10 people, even more. And it's up to the group to decide how they want to ad advocate for that. So they can use funds from the Coalition of Women Students, um, I think is kind of the people that overlooks all of those student-run organizations for the Women's Center. Um, they can ask them for, hey, like I want to initiate this program. Can we please have some funds? And they will give it to you. And so if you wanted to start up Free Common Friday again, which is something that they did back in 2018, you can totally do that. Basically spread awareness about sexual health and reproductive rights and all of that good stuff. So um, yeah, they're really looking for people. All the gear is set up. Um, like they just have it sitting in the closet waiting for people that want to be interested. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Michaela. I feel like I've learned a lot within our talk. Mm -hmm. um, that was Michaela Finerty, the social media editor and opinion columnist who wrote, Protect our right to abortion. The time to fight for Roe v. Wade is now. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Daily Evergreen Editorial, and I hope to see you next time. Mm -hmm.